Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Pause, Breathe, Reflect. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday, April 13th in the year 2022. You know, our world has gone a little bit crazy to say the least. And in so doing, it's a lot of times we've spun ahead of ourselves so much and so many things going on that we kind of have to take a pause to take a look at the context of a lot of things and realize really what's essential in this point in time. So we're going to dig into a little bit of that today as we look around the events of news and kind of put some things in a bigger context of where we probably should be walking. Before we begin tonight, make sure you're getting your sleep and you can get your sleep well with products that help you sleep better. And there's no better products on those on the market right now than those products produced by MyPillow. Those include things like Giza cotton sheets, which are unbelievably comfortable make and truly do enhance your sleep along with MyPillow. The MyPillow Classic right now is down as low as 1998. The Giza cotton sheets are down to 60% off. All of these products are available for you at a great discount using the BARDS promo code, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And you can find those at MyPillow.com, and, and, or you can go to MyPillow.com on the BARDS Nation landing page. And that's MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. So head on over to MyPillow.com. You can use your promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, the MyStore site, or the FrankSpeech.com site. And take advantage of the many savings and the many great products. And if you want to speak to a person, you can dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and you can speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor that will get you hooked up with all the right items that you need to ensure that you get a great night's sleep. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards for some of the best products on the market for sleep. Well, Patriots, well, I want to begin tonight with just a discussion about the piece that came out by Dr. Brian Artis. And I think it's really important to put a lot of that in perspective. The whole issue of what Brian, Dr. Artis has come out with is a very deep and long involved study. And I've, there's been a lot of chatter about it today. And I would tell you that regardless of whether this has proved to be the definitive theory or not, which I will tell you that is not his intention. In fact, he has a really good interview as a follow-up interview on Steel, S-T-E-E-L, Steel Truth. And it's worth listening to. And I've put that up in the Bards family room on Telegram, and I've also passed it over to our mods room so they can reinforce it. But it's about a 12- or 18-minute interview, and where he really lays down the importance of what he was intending to do, which I completely agree, which was to provide the details that he had over over a decade of research to consolidate that down into a presentation of the, of what he has and then to give it to people to go out and research and affirm. Now, if you've seen what's happened in the last 24 hours, it's been pr- rather amazing. 
people have been testing their water all over and posting those tests on TikTok, and TikTok has been stripping them down almost as fast as they put them up, and what do they keep concluding? That their tests are coming up positive in the water. I don't know what that means necessarily. I don't have the science behind that to say. But the point is that it's not just the water, but it definitely is an indicator that something is going on. And Dr. Artis is very much in that place. The disappointing thing are the number of Q patriots that have decided to turn their back on this simply because Stu Peters decided to use the sacred text of the Q cult of saying, watch the water. The whole core of Dr. Artis's research was not about the water. It's about the use of snake venom and the derivatives thereof that were being used in the injections and all the synthesized products that came from that in many injections, and that's coming out. But what is to keep in mind is this is an information war. And again, this is kind of in the whole theme tonight to take a breath and pause and reflect. So let me just lay out something to look at it, the way to look at this with, with Dr. Artis. Because too many people right now are looking for a definitive answer about COVID. They want a black and white answer. And what we can pretty much tell with COVID and the ensuing vaccine or whatever bioweapon is that it is a multi-vector attack on humanity. But COVID is one particular thing. And above all, COVID is, first and foremost, COVID is fear. And when we take the premise of that and understand that COVID was from the very beginning intended to be fear, now anything becomes possible because people will believe anything. And on top of it, people will do anything. That's the most important thing. COVID was launched as a fear component to shape and re-engineer society. And on that premise, the deep state was very successful. In fact, all we have to do is just look around and see the people wearing masks. Now, with the follow-on piece of the injections that came, the first was the compliance to the mask. And if you followed me for any length of time, you know that my position from the very beginning was, if you wear a mask, you will take an injection. And people really hated that comment. I could tell you the number of hate mails that I got on that was off the charts, but it's proved true because human behavior is very predictable. Once you start to comply to your masters, you will not step away from your masters. And once you start to comply to your masters to keep your job, you're caught in the trap. And that's essentially where this went. What has happened, though, ensued from that was the injection And, of course, people and many people, even on the MAGA side, taking the injection, trying to give justification that, well, you know, Trump told me it was okay or whatever. The injection was all along said to be what it was. It was an experimental shot. And anybody that was willing to put an experimental anything in their body at this point in time without the proper testing procedures was asking for trouble. What Dr. Artis is really making the case of a lot is the effect, the symptoms that parallel that with snake venom. And he's on to something here. It's very important, including his conclusion of trying to synthesize a a snake or serpent DNA with human DNA. All of that is consistent with all the other researchers in the idea that there is a modification going on to our DNA. But here's the biggest win, and it's something to keep in mind of how information warfare works. Information warfare is not about black and white. Unfortunately, what people want is black and white because you've been conditioned this way. And people have been conditioned over and over that there is a winner and there is a loser. There is a victory and there is a loss. But in information warfare, that is not the way things work. Information warfare is about moving the scale, understanding of the objective of where you want to arrive at, but understanding that there's a long ways to get people there. 
So here's an example in Afghanistan. One of the challenges that we faced in Afghanistan was illiteracy. And there were some very significant and well-constructed literacy programs that had been just deployed across the entire country. But literacy is not a fast change item. Literacy takes literally years to get people to be literate enough to read, to comprehend, and to become readers. And part of reading also means that you have to change a cultural paradigm. And Afghanistan is an oral culture. We are actually a visual culture as of now. And people don't read much. So you have to change all that. That doesn't happen overnight. That happens over years and years of conditioning. So you have to address problems within the context of where people are. And, and when you do that and you understand that, then when you start your influence programs to change the direction of thinking of a society, you have to do so with the patience of understanding of where things are going. What we're dealing with right now is a society that's very much locked into fear paradigms. And it's, it's not moving off of those fear paradigms very quickly. In fact, in certain ways, it's re there's a group of people that are staying locked into those because it's convenient, it's become a pattern of life, and it's what they rely on is to keep themselves focused on fear rather than truth. What Dr. Artis has accomplished actually is bigger than I think anybody has realized. It's a phenomenal thing. By presenting a bold and well-constructed theory, and he has now brought the entire discussion to the forefront of what COVID really was about. And he's forced even the medical research community to reevaluate the consideration of the origins of COVID, what's in COVID, what's in the vaccine or bioweapon. He's completely changed the discussion with one release with two different video interviews. That's a phenomenal impact and it's global. And when you look at how all this has unfolded, it's a phenomenal impact and truly, I mean, it, it's a beautiful impact It's being led by God, in my opinion, all the way through to shake people's foundation of accepting the paradigm. We are still locked in a paradigm that was given to us by the deep state that said that somehow somebody cooking bat soup got this thing into the mainstream public, which we know is garbage. But yet people are defaulting it. And what this is doing more than anything is it's shaking up the, the, the whole debate to force people to start to dig. And that's exactly as, and when you listen to this interview on Steel Truth, that's what he's basically talking about. He has his facts, and you're going to get a chance to hear from Dr. Artis Tuesday night. I'm really excited to have him on. He is one of the great minds that I respect immensely. And it's something that to keep in mind as we go forward, that when you start to change a debate, you can't do it with a soft knock on the door. If you're going to change the debate, you have to be bold. You have to kick the door in, and then there's going to be all sorts of shakeup and, and stirring up of the pot. And not everybody's going to agree with you, and that's just fine. But it's the important discussion to make people start breaking out of their convenience paradigm to start looking at how sophisticated and complex this attack on humanity was. Because it is sophisticated, it is complex, and the only way we're going to get to the bottom of it is if we as the people start to take the information that we're given, which is a gift that he's giving, and now use it to dig and dig. So I really encourage everybody to dig into this heart. And this goes with a whole, per, whole range of things that we have to start really looking at here and being more open-minded to. Our world as we know it is a complete lie. 
it's 100% a lie. Okay, everything from our country, the way our constitution works, to the control elements. I mean, we're dealing, we're not dealing with a republic. We're dealing with a corporate state. That was changed back in 1871. And we went to a model where the, the corporate state of District of Columbia, which is a city state run by the Vatican, started to control the people of the United States through a corporate relationship. The whole concept of being a citizen, for example, is actually us giving up our rights to the corporate entity. And therefore, by definition, they don't have to give us any rights at all. We are part of a corporate state and are being victimized in many ways because we are too unwise to figure out that the Constitution isn't really in play. We have to question everything, and it's a constant question, and, it's, and the only way through this is to many times to stop and look around and see what's going on. We've seen the false flag that just happened yesterday, I guess, in New York, the silliness of that. And the, one of the most obvious things that most people missed right out of the gate was in this event of this supposed shooter that happened with it supposedly lit off a gas canister inside the metro. Watch the footage that you see and ask yourself a simple question, and it's an important one. Why was there a guy filming those people getting off of the metro? And why was he using a tripod? Because his camera is perfectly still, or at least he is positioned well enough to hold up a very steady camera flow. Why is that possible in the midst of chaos? Why was he there? And why is it that once the doors open up and the smoke is so bad that people apparently can't breathe, that people are coming out and then stopping and taking time to take out their cell phones and start filming on the ground? And where does the blood magically start appearing on the floor when there's nobody around that's bleeding? These are the sorts of questions that need to be asked over and over. And we know why, because this is all a paid actor issue. We are being manipulated over and over and over by false flags. There was, they declared this a non-terrorist event before they even knew who the guy was. They claim they've arrested a guy when they don't have any footage of him. It's quite stunning. The cameras weren't working when, and again, when the crime was supposedly happening. All of this is staged, and it's staged intentionally to keep people in this perpetual state of fear. Now, fortunately, we're seeing that these the duration of these false flags is much less, but that's happening because people are pushing back on the narrative, and it's essential that we keep that going down. So, I'll give you another one that's important to reflect on. There are lockdowns in Shanghai, and they're brutal. And there are people that are being brutally arrested, and there are people that are committing suicide, many of them, in fact. But what you need to ask is how come it is that American journalists, who are apparently locked down, are not suffering from food shortages or water shortages? The real question is where are they, and who are they working for? My guess is that if they're actually there, which is a question mark, then they're in a privileged position working with the CCP to tell a story that the CCP wants out. And there again is another big question. How is it that all of these videos are getting out of China? I'm not telling you it's not possible. But what I'm also telling you is China has one of the most intense digital walls in the world. It is literally the digital version of the Iron Curtain. And not much gets out of the CCP unless they want it getting out. Keep that in mind. 
And how is it that people in China that are being rounded up and all of their things are being thrown into a bag, how is it that they're being able to film the guards as they throw them onto the buses? Or how is it that they're able to film their internment camps? How is it all that's happening? And no one's saying anything. China has the total ability to shut things down and to lock off any information outside. All of these things are moments that we have to sit down and reflect and ask questions. It's critical. Why is it that when we're sending equipment over to Russia or to Ukraine, and why we're sending apparently equipment over to Ukraine, why are we sending them old equipment that's outdated? Why are we sending them M113 personnel carriers that are outdated or old hind helicopters or jets that are outdated? All of this stuff is things that we need to start asking deeper questions on if we're wanting to come to the truth. Nothing that you see is real. Everything is manipulated. Everything. And when we start to understand how bad this lie is, all of what you see just becomes one big joke, quite frankly. One of the things about China that's very important to consider is that Shanghai is a hub for many of the Taiwanese manufacturers. In fact, Shanghai is where one of the largest manufacturers of MacBook Pros is, and it is run by a Taiwanese company. We know for fact right now that China is wanting to crush Taiwan. So it's not surprising to me that you're seeing supply chain disruptions for Apple because they're having to effectively shut down the manufacturing site of a Taiwanese company that's in Shanghai. This is a connection that I've said before that never has been well explained. Everybody wants to look at the quick, easy solutions like Wuhan, which has an, is a correlation that needs to be investigated because at the time that you had the supposed collapsing people in the streets, again, how did that happen? How did that video footage get out of Wuhan? There was a... Apparently, the 5G towers were turned on, and that's the look everybody wants to look at. That's fair. I'm not saying it's wrong or right or wrong. But what very few people bothered to do is to look and find out what Wuhan really was. And I've mentioned this before, but it's a critical issue. Again, think bigger. Look deeper. Look outside the, the parameters which they keep your mind. What was Wuhan? Wuhan was the capital of the Chinese nationalists after Mao Zedong took over the northern part of the country. And why is that critical? Because the Chinese nationalists were head, led by Chiang Kai-shek. And where did the Chinese nationalists and Chiang Kai-shek end up? They ended up in Taiwan. That group, the nationalists, are the group that the U.S. was backing and got pushed out of China to settle into Taiwan. And so is it, should it be a surprise to anybody that there was apparently a purge done in what was formerly the capital of the Chinese nationalists, now known as Taiwanese? Those are things that need to be looked at and exploited. Always look for the deeper roots in things. Again, take a moment, pause, reflect. We know that in Taiwan that there are bioweapons labs. We know that. And today we've discovered now that that's not just Taiwan. Take a listen to this 56 seconds. South Korea has been gripped with rising fear over U.S. biological weapons laboratories operated by the U.S. forces Korea. 
civic groups and local residents have taken to the streets, to demand the U.S. military take its hazardous weapons, and vacate the country over the past week. The U.S. military has secretly run its biological weapons program, in South Korea since at least 2009. It was made known to the general public here in 2015, when live anthrax samples were sent from a U.S. military lab, through Postal Service FedEx to the Osan Air Base in Pyongtak, about 70 kilometers south of the capital Seoul. The U.S. biological weapons program in South Korea has evolved over the past decade, under the joint USFK portal and integrated threat recognition, and the capabilities to enable NBC, threat awareness, understanding and response projects. So we now know that we have bioweapons labs in Taiwan. We have bioweapons labs in South Korea. We have bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And I'm sure there's many other places around the world. And when we start to overlay those maps and we start to look at this, this is increasingly starting to look like an extortion program. It's starting to look like we're placing bioweapons labs around the world as a notification to those world leaders that if they don't comply, they will die and die a horrible death of some release of some wretched virus or biological agent that was created and accidentally released from our labs. But how did they get, how did we end up with the Pentagon through a nonprofit working in conjunction with a Wuhan lab, and that was obviously under the approval of the CCP. And what exactly is it then if China is stealing our technology and the Pentagon's working with them? See how far these rabbit holes go? And it's always about the money, and it's always about the power. Right now, we are looking at a world in upheaval. And these are nation-state models that are being shaken up. Pretty much everything that we know, like I said, is not true. If you really want to bend your head around something, watch the series Westworld. Seriously. I mean, this is a whole film series about biosynthetics and the rise of AI consciousness. What do we know about film? What we know at this point about film is film does one of two and usually both things at once. What they do is they condition people to accept an alternate truth that's coming to prepare them for this new narrative that they're going to introduce. And typically, when they start preparing them, they have already accomplished what's in film becomes truth. So what does that say about Westworld and biosynthetics? Does that mean that they're real? Does that mean that they're all around us? If you remember, last night I presented the idea that or not the idea, but the fact that they've been cloning dogs and cloning cows for over 15 years, cloning. So if they can clone a cow and they can clone a cow and a, and a pig, why would they not, and they can clone a dog and a cat, why would they not clone humans? Don't let your mind be limited simply by saying, well, no, they can't or no, they wouldn't, because these people, I think it's pretty evident by now, will do anything to achieve power and dominance over God's children period. The biggest restriction that we have in our time is the perspective that we too often accept our limitations that they have put upon us. We too often go about things and try to accept their method of a solution. A great example of that is the elections. We're in a place right now where we are trying, we're being told over and over and over, you must vote in the fall. You must vote in the fall to fix the problem and to have a red wave. How are you going to have a red wave 
when the voting system is not corrected. Only two people that are out out in front right now, besides me, that are reminding people of just how bad this is. Mike Lindell, who has spent tens of millions of dollars trying to rectify the elections of 2022, and Steve Bannon, that are also we're all saying the same thing. You have to fix 2020. I don't think you fully comprehend your place in history. They're going to talk about this. They're going to discuss this 100 years from now of what happened and who held people accountable and how it was done. There's no 2022. There's no 2024. That's all a fantasy. If we don't get to the bottom of 3 November for our forefathers, for what this country really stands for, we stand for nothing. And that's a perfect statement. Our founding fathers established a nation with God on the throne above all things. And the reason we were able to have that energy and that focus and that understanding of how our nation was created is because our pastors, our ministers, our preachers were speaking fire from the, from the pulpit. They were calling out tyranny, putting their lives at risk because they were willing to stand before the, the colonists and say that the king was a traitor and the king was imposing treason upon them. That was a penalty of death, and they still took the risk. As we've moved forward and we've created this sort of milk toast type pastoring in our nation for a large degree, we've seen the church sell itself out to the 501c3 model. We've seen the church sell itself out to the special interests and those offering money to promote certain things like the vaccine, like COVID and COVID compliance. Churches have become a measure of complying to the state, of agreeing to the government. And that was entirely opposite of what it was intended. The church and the state, the separation of church and state never meant the separation of politics in the pulpit. It meant that the church had the right to speak about anything and everything it wanted without the incursion of the state. But somehow along the way, especially once we received that offer or the churches received the offer, the 30 pieces of silver through a 501c3 model where people could now get a kickback on their own tithe, just let that sink in for a minute. Because when you give a tithe to a church and it's in 501c3, the government's saying, I'm going to take that tithe that God had you give to the church and I'm going to give you a little kickback on it. That's not God's hand. And so our churches have become completely corrupted to a large degree across almost every church. If it's a 501c3, at one point or another, it has been corrupted. And that principle has weakened the principal voice of what was supposed to keep the direction of this ship going, to keep the ship righted in the midst of the worst of storms. So that means that as people, we have to take a breath. We have to take a step back, watch what's happening, and realize that the institutions that our founding fathers were trying to preserve to ensure that we would keep on the right path have now been taken out of play for a large degree. So that puts the onus back on us. We, the people, have to start pursuing that issue of church and, and keeping the church and the state separated, but keeping the voice of God and the voice of the church strong. And that begins in our homes. All of this time that we're doing things, the world keeps getting a little crazier. 
only a few years ago, climate change and climate manipulation, I should say, was a, was a tin hatter point of view. And yet today, we've learned that the government has been instrumental in this and the Air Force has made an objective to control climate. The Air Force is on record as saying, quote, they want to control the weather by 2025. And we are not talking about just seeding the clouds for rain. Of April this year, there are more than 150 different weather modification programs around the world. Since about 2000, the Department of Defense and the Department of Energy have been spraying the entire United States sky with the toxic brew of chemicals and other biologic agents. Military and some commercial jets have been fitted with huge barrels of at least 49 different kinds of documented chemical poisons. Among other documented ingredients in this toxic man-made clouds are pathogenic molds, fungi, weaponized viruses and made in some places like uh, the secret site at Fort Detrick, Maryland, which is supposed to be a cancer site. But there are a number of scholars and professors tracking this that have big questions about this. Barium and nanoalumin particles. What do these do to the human body? Barium is an alkaline earth mineral. It was discovered in 1774. At low doses, it can act as a muscle stimulant. At high doses, it detrimentally affects the heart and the nervous system. Barium is toxic to all mammals, and that means not just humans. Aluminum, which is the most abundant metal in the earth's crust, is known to diminish kidney function and destroy brain cells and cognitive function. Just think about it. Just between the aluminum and the mercury that we're breathing all the time, we've got already a serious issue about uh, brain function and cognitive function. When Alzheimer's first appeared, which I believe was the late 80s, if I'm not mistaken, could have been early 80s, immediately there was a discussion about Alzheimer's being related to aluminum. And there was a whole surge of people getting rid of aluminum pots and pans. That narrative went away. And yet here we are because no one imagined that they were spraying aluminum in the atmosphere. And yet we know by government testimony that they've been doing this since the early 70s. The whole point of all of this is as we are trying to pursue truth, there's two things that are going to carry us forward. Faith and knowledge. Faith and knowledge. And you can't have one without the other. And what is coming at us is a massive change. All of the indicators are out before us. It's an upheaval in the world that will ultimately bring us all to a point of having to face a certain truth. That if we want to survive, we have to take responsibility for our lives and we have to find ways to work together. Take a look at the indicators across this. And keep in mind that as we continue to pursue truth, we can never let up on that pursuit. The indicators now that stand before us are right here. We have our topsoil. 30% of it is gone from the Midwest, from the biggest parts of the farmland in this country, in the commercial agriculture lands. The land is at the same time is being bought up by private interests like Bill Gates and by the Chinese, locking out a large part of our produce and our production of agriculture to foreign entities, or at least private control. We have the meat supply that's being choked down through the commercial manufacture of meat. Big meat farms are not being, or I should say the, the butchers and the, and the, place or the place where they're producing cattle, all of these places where they're producing meat are being squeezed and they're being told that they can't expand. 
We have the culling of chickens right now in the millions because of a supposed bird flu. And apparently they're going door to door in many places. And if you're growing chickens on your own and you let them in, they're going to PCR test your chicken and then tell you that it has bird flu. This is the same PCR test that you can put under the tap water and have it pop hot for COVID. They're going through an entire process to control everything. All of this is about the blockchain ledger technologies where they can control and have monitor every single thing that you do, buy, consume, the whole thing. On a global level, we have oil production being shut down in this nation. We have oil production reduced, oil being limited to the import, and the dollar at the same time is sliding radically. The ruble has reset from its losses because it pinned it to gold, but the dollar has yet to do any of that. And, of course, there's the CBDC and the digital currencies that aren't about blockchain, but they're about ledger technology so that they can track every single thing that you do and that they can monitor and control what you spend. All of this ultimately is about keeping control of people. And the big war that's happening between these two elite factions is who's going to dominate humanity. Except I didn't get that to vote on that. And my answer is neither. Because we're going to, from my perspective, we need to follow God's path. And that's a pretty powerful path when you sit down and look at just what amazing things are happening. So let's go back to agriculture. The government is paying the farmers to put the land in fallow, meaning not to produce crops. From a farmer's perspective, once they do that, it takes two to four years to recover that field once they start to take it out of production. From a farmer's perspective, they're not planting as much. Same thing, because the cost of fuel, the cost of fertilizer, the cost of all these inputs is going up and it's not productive for them to do so. That's kind of an interesting outcome because when you put land in fallow, you're allowing the land to heal almost like God's using evil for good. All of this migration that we're doing is forcing us all back to a simpler way, if we choose to take it, and if we take perspective on where we're going. If we continue to run the path of seeking the digital and the easy, the convenience of life, which is what they promise, it's a deeper trap, and you'll be pulled deeper and deeper in it. I don't know what the actual casualty will be from this injection, But we know that either way, that's a liability in our society and a liability around the world. Some doctors feel that if you've taken the injection, every person that's taken it will be dead within 10 years. Perhaps they're right. At the same time, maybe they're not because we don't know what was in every single injection. But the point is we do know that there's real damage coming from this injection. That's undeniable. Damage and death is happening everywhere. But we still have to answer some big anomalies with that injection. For example, there's 440,000 people that have supposedly died. At least that's the numbers we have that are pretty accurate coming from Tom Renz, and I trust those numbers. But the question is, where's the 440,000 families and funerals? We still haven't come up with that answer. And we can't just keep telling ourselves, well, they've been delayed because of COVID. And where's the outrage of the 440,000 families? And where's the, the testimonies on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok of the death of family members in the mourning and the loss and the realization that it was the vax. We see some, don't get me wrong, but the numbers aren't adding up. There's a lot of things that we're watching here that is just not coming together right. And don't let yourself be complacent and simply accept it. Ask the questions and continue to dig. What I love about Brian Artis's work is it's bold. It's not well accepted right away. And it's 
and he's feeling that pushback immediately. Even in his interview today, he said, and within 30 minutes of doing this interview, he had 60 text messages of people pinging him, saying things, asking questions. He put himself right in the middle of the spotlight, and that's okay. Because the best part about his whole conclusion is that he's defined this as a spiritual war against God's children, which I completely agree. But it takes that boldness, it takes that aggression of that intensity to be able to take the facts and never stop and never stop pursuing the truth. And that's part of taking a pause. You know, when you're in a patrol and things get pretty intense, and especially if you even get a, even when you're in a firefight and things get pretty tense, every time there still has to be a moment that you take a knee, grab a sip of water and assess the terrain. You have to do that. Because it's where you're able to collect your thoughts and collect your, your direction of fight. Right now, there's so much going on intentionally to keep everybody off balance that we're kind of missing the bigger pieces. Everybody's still looking high. They're looking at the Durham thing. They're looking at the Hunter laptop thing, which, by the way, be careful of that as a forewarning. And I'm putting the warning out here. Do this at your own risk. I'm not telling you what to do. But I am going to tell you this. From what my research is showing, and it's starting to float around as well, if you're passing around those images of the Hunter laptop, they're setting you up and setting you up big time because those images of the Hunter laptop all have minors in them. And if you're passing around nude images of minors, you're now, you're now complicit in trafficking child porn. Don't think these people won't turn the game on you. Don't think that they will ever, ever play fair. So don't get wrapped up in your eagerness to try to share truth and spread this stuff and then suddenly have a knock at your door when somebody charges you for child porn and then start crying bloody murder. They made the rules. They do the porn. They make the rules. They run the system. Of course, they're going to use it to their advantage because the last thing they want is the truth getting out. So be aware. That's the wisdom that has to come from the pursuit of truth. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be one it's a very complicated walk that we take. We keep our eyes on truth. We continue to dig and we continue to try to reveal truth to expose it to others. And that becomes a one-on-one -on -one engagement. Once we get into that digital world and we're spreading the visual things and we're getting ourselves into that gray space, be prepared because the snake will bite and it will bite hard when it does, especially as you start to shake the cage. For some people, they, take, they like to take that as a badge of honor and that's fine until the game gets real. And once they slam that jail door and they give you the charge in front of the judge, trust me, things aren't, don't look the same way. And they don't look all so rosy. And not anybody is immune from that. But I want to read you something here that's pretty interesting. And it's an interesting perspective of something I came across today. And it's fairly simple. And the title of this is, Did You Know? When it comes down to it, the only knowledge that really matters is how to purify water, how to grow your own food, how to cook, how to build, and how to love. And funnily, funnily enough, it says, we're not taught any of that in school. Patriots, our life is not that complicated. They've made it complicated, and we've accepted the offer. Our life, for the most part, is really pretty simple. It's a life that's built around our food, our water, what we cook, the breaking of bread with one another, building things with our hands, and loving each other. It's not much more difficult than that. And when we get wrapped up in all the noise and the confusion of the day, 
it's easy to lose perspective on the core issues that we are really here for. If we're going to win this war, we've got to get those basics down. Because when we can do those things, when we can purify our water and we can grow our food and we can cook it well and share it with our neighbors and our loved ones and have our meals to break bread, when we can build our homes, when we can love as we should in the agape sense of love, there's nothing they have on us. They can't control us. They can't lead us. They can't manipulate us. But that, those tasks right there, that's a lifetime pursuit. And it's a hard pursuit to do. But it's an accomplished goal that's worthy of a great medal. So in all of this craziness in this world, and all the crazy things that we can't really control, whether it's the bio labs or the spraying in the atmosphere, or the damage of an injection that's manufactured by Pfizer in their big labs, just remember that all of that was free will to the most part. And the things you can't control, you can't sweat. You just got to deal with it. So keep the focus right before you on where it needs to be. Keep it intense. Put God first in all things. Trust in God's knowledge and wisdom that he gives. Seek out as much knowledge as you can. Get down to the basics of what you need to live a good life and a simple life. And don't let all this noise get to you. It's really not worth it. And we don't live here long enough to make it worth it. What we need to do is we need to build the communities that we have to make them prosperous, self-sustaining, and enduring. And when we do that, quite frankly, all the rest of the stuff, eh, it's just not worth our time. Let's pray. Father, thankful for this time that we come together and thankful every day for all the blessings that you give. We are in a time right now when there is so much confusion and so much upheaval that it is easy to get distracted on the many things that we face and do. And yet, Lord, we know that it comes down to some pretty simple things. Our water, our food, the sharing of times with one another, the breaking bread, the ability to build our homes and build our communities, and the ability to love. Father, we just ask that you'll guide us in these times, protect us, give us the strength that we need and the clarity of mind to keep us on this path, to keep us avoid the pitfalls of the many things that we stumble into, to put things in perspective, to remember that what we can control we should focus on and that which we can't, eh, just let it go. And we know for certain, Father, that you're there to take those burdens off of us. And we're reminded of how much burden was taken off of us by our Savior, Christ Jesus. So thank you, Jesus, for all that you give and the banner under which we walk. And we say these things in Christ's name. Amen. So patriots, it's a lot going on, and there's potentially going to be a lot of upheaval. But I do know this in my heart, that as we continue diligently forward to prepare and to give ourselves a good, solid base, not just preparing for ourselves, but preparing to have access to share with others and to help them through difficult times. When we're creating that sense of being a cheerful giver and putting that into the world and preparing that way, we are gaining the knowledge, we're gaining the ability to endure, not just to endure, I should say, but to lead and to become that lantern of hope in every community is going to need. So even when we take those words by the Irish prime minister, 
that never will be so, will never will so much be asked by so few of so few by so many when we take those words and we comply them when we realize that we're that few that the many will be looking to it's not a worry it's not a burden it's an exciting moment because we're ready and we're ready to lead even if you've never led we're ready and when we lead we're leading with god and what a glorious time that is so keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us, and he'll never forsake us. So keep your prayers right there and listen closely. He's giving all sorts of wisdom and guidance. God will always win this thing, but we're here in this time in this place for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for fishers of men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.